0: Volume 3. Understand, receive, and experience the grace of financial and material resources. Is that correct? Amen. Message number 2. Believe and receive the grace of abundance. Is it believing and receiving? Is that correct? The grace of abundance, part two. Believing and what? Receiving the grace of abundance, part two. <clears throat> Before I go back into the world, let me remind you of something I set uh, up for you some years ago. That every truth God has in his word, contains in it the grace that his people need. Let me say that again. Every truth or doctrine that God had revealed to his people in his word contains in it what? The grace or every grace that his people need in order to triumph in life. That's the essence of the word of God. The word of God is the container of God's grace for his people. And God knows that his people cannot succeed or triumph in life without his grace and he has chosen to store up this grace in his word and here's what God did he kept his word for his people he set up teachers and apostles and prophets to bring forth the word he put in the hearts of his people faith by which they will perceive substantiate and reckon with the word and he put in their heart a boldness by which they can believe, to activate the word, so that the grace can be shelled out. So that they can eat of the grace. Are you all following? Now, if any one of God's people has to receive and experience the grace, two things must happen. Is that what we've been saying? That person must apprehend it by faith I receive it by belief or appropriate it by belief you do what you apprehend by what faith but you do what appropriate by belief you can mix it up I don't care what the grace is these are the only two ways hallelujah is that clear I'd like to make it clear as crystal for you And I want to make it tangible for you so that you can lay hold on something. Let me say, remind you of another thing I told you. To believe is to receive. Did did you notice that the rhyme at the end? Huh? One says believe. The other says what? Receive. They are the same thing. The principle in the Bible is He that believeth hath or has. To be honest with you, if you put the two words side to side, there's no gap between them. Nothing stands between them. You cannot receive or experience anything without you believing it. Unless it's what they call maybe common grace, like the rain that falls both on the unbeliever and both us on the believer. Any grace of God that you want to receive doesn't fall on you. You have to consciously and deliberately apprehend it by faith and appropriated by faith. Say after me, to believe is to receive. Believing is receiving. Unbelieving is rejecting to unbelieve is to reject god's grace am i making sense so we are talking about this grace of financial and material resources in the bible the financial side is known as silver and gold the material side is known as what You forgot that. Okay. We'll try it next time. Well, we alter riches. Thank you very much. That side is too awake this morning. The financial side, the cash side, check the Bible. It's always spoken of in terms of what? Silver and gold. The material side, spoken of in terms of what? Wealth and riches. The Bible has a system to it, it's not a random piece of literature. So, but we have been looking at that as part of God's grace. Silver and gold, wealth and riches, is part of the total grace of God. And the basic things we said about that grace is that, number one, all wealth and riches belong to God. Is that correct? Amen. All. Is there an exception? The devil is an imposter. Sometimes he tries to make you believe that he's the owner. He's not. Are you following? And he can get those who want things by shortcut. And at the end, they will realize who owns it. And I want to let you know, you are not the owner of anything. If anything, you're only a steward. Praise God. Amen. So, all these things that belong to God, the grace in it is that he has made it available to who? His people. Amen. And the third time, say, when did he make it available to his people? Amen. On the cross of Calvary, when Jesus died, every grace of God, I don't care what the grace is, was transferred from God to his people voluntarily. That's why he said, He who did not spare his own son, but offered him up for us, how shall he not also freely give us all things? So, These three things about the grace of finance are the things that faith looks at, listens to. Is that clear? Is that what we talked about last week? Faith, when it comes to the grace of financial and material resources, listen to me, somebody. Your faith must step out. Your faith must be awakened. And when your faith as a sense organ is awakened, what does it see? or perceive, or hear. Hallelujah. We mentioned three things that faith seeks to apprehend. You remember the three things? Number one, that God is the owner of all things. Any faith that wants to walk in the abundance of God's financial and material grace must see that. That's the beginning. That what? God is who? The owner of all things. Abraham came to contact with that. Remember when he met Melchizedek? Melchizedek introduced God as the possessor of heaven and earth. And how did Abraham respond? He brought the tent. Is that correct? That's immediately right there. Who went to war to conquer those things? Abraham. Amen. But recognize the fact that without God, number one, God sent him to that world because his, his nephew was, in, was going to be a target of those kings. And God has, owns everything. So he met the high priest of God. His first inclination was to let Abraham know who owns all things. Abraham, without too much dialogue, responded by giving the tenth of all. And after he gave it, he was more assured. He said to the kings, other kings, you know, whatever you want, you take. So that you don't say that you made me rich. The person who is of God and knows that God owns all things is never afraid of anything, including the bad economy. Are you all hearing me? Number two, what's the second thing that faith looks at? Faith sees that God has what? Transferred all things that he has to man. Is that correct? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, how he was rich, yet for our sakes, he became what? Poor, so that we, through his poverty, might be rich. Is that the exchange? Let me tell you this. God is tangible in all his dealings with us. If anybody ever asks you, when and where did God transfer the wealth to his people, it was clear. Where? On the cross. When? When? Don't tell me today or tomorrow. When? When Jesus died. The cross is not a piece of wood now. You all, it's not even a religious object you buy in any of those. places. the cross is Christ and himself crucified. That's the meaning of the cross. Are you all following? Jesus' death on the cross is not a religious ceremony. It was a means of some certain... Tangible divine accomplishments for you and for me, not even for angels, for you and me. Number three, the third thing that faith your faith must look to. Amen? Oh, I think that was the third. So these are the three things when it comes to your situation. I know where we would like to look at first. We like to look at the ATM machine. I can't balance. Those things are very important. Don't get me wrong. But do you know in your life how many times you looked at those things and they were zero and you're still here? No, am am I right? Huh? Oh, seriously. Okay. Have you ever been on a job that is shaking? You remember all the sleepless nights you had? Sometimes the jobs went, but you're still here. Oh, come on. Doesn't that tell you something? That listen, I'm not trying to tell you to be negligent on your jobs. If you're negligent on that, you'll find out. <laughs> be serious with it. But remember that something bigger than it. Amen. The problem is that if some of us we treat God the way we treat our bosses, we'll do far better. You didn't like? We don't want to hear that. Amen. But I'm being real. I'm telling you the truth. Somebody gave a testimony here. What was your title? We need to celebrate you. Come on, give me. Employee of the year. I'm still looking for the church member of the year. Yeah. Clap for her, and then I'll tell you what I have to tell you. Yeah. But I'm still looking for a church member of the year. Yeah. I, I, I am. I, I have 12 more months to look for. Oh, sorry, sorry. Where am I? Is it TLC, or it should I have been for the other church? Can I say that again? My congregants are being employees of the year in places. What's happening here? I thank God Pastor Morin gave, you, gave a good backup on that. We want to know, you know, if I see your supervisor, I will tell him, that's my church member. I can't wait to see your supervisor. I said that's my church member. And then when I come to my church, I say, church members, I'm still looking for the employee, for the church member of the year in TLC. Maybe Sister Joy will start and show us how to do it. Amen. Praise the Lord. My people say you start getting beautiful from the house. All of you, I'm talking to all of us here. I'm not talking to Sister Joy. Sister Joy, thank you. Next one, next month, get it. Amen. Amen. I'm encouraging you to go out and be the best on your jobs, in your businesses. Are you hearing me? You have to be the best. It glorifies God. Amen. That testimony was to the glory of God. But still, you get my message. Amen. So, your faith must see these things. Praise the Lord. Your faith must see these things. If any time your faith sees anything contrary to this, or your senses, you can do whatever you what you, you know you, you're able to do but at ultimately quicken your faith to look at who the real source is are you understanding are you understand what i'm saying you have to so a faith that sees these things passes the baton to belief can i hear an amen i say a faith that does what sees this things, what does he do? One thing about good faith is that it doesn't sit back after it perceives things. If it sits back, it becomes faith without works. Amen? And what is it? It's dead. Amen. Praise the Lord. And remember two things I say can happen to, happen to a faith. Number one is what? Death or let's start sequentially. Number one is what? failure. What I call congestive faith failure. (laughs) CFF. Number two is what? Death. The Bible has support for all of that. Peter said to Jesus, Satan has what? Sought to sift your faith. But I have prayed for you that your what? Faith does not fail. Can you imagine? Of all things Jesus would pray for, Peter, it was his, about his faith and his faith. Because if your faith fails, your, your your religiosity, the empty vessel. Secondly, faith can die and when he refuses to pass the baton. If when faith gets a baton, it doesn't pass to belief. You to hang it up on the religious wall of fame. Religious wall of fame. See what the Lord showed me. Have you seen people? All they tell you what the Lord has shown them. 1946, the Lord showed me. In 1948, He showed me. Just this morning, He showed me. They never passed the baton to me. So they are not going anywhere. But when faith catches the fire, it passes the baton. Let me show you. When faith sees financial realities out of the word of God, it passes the baton to believe. Belief will be persuaded. So today we'll talk about believing. Of financial resources. Belief gets what? Persuaded. And speaks and acts accordingly to what faith has perceived. Can I say that again? Huh? That's always the principle. Belief, guess what? Persuaded. Is anybody listening? And when belief gets persuaded, that's when Jesus says, out of the abundance of the heart, the man speaks. Acts. When belief is persuaded, it goes forward to what? Speak. And do what? Act. How? Accordingly. What is accordingly? According to what his faith has perceived and shown him that heart, must speak for it and must act for it. Praise God. You know the people who told us this morning about how God spoke to them about it. That was faith. God was speaking to their faith. And their faith, quickened. what did they do? Their belief. Followed That's all I'm talking about. So let's look at the speech, the Confession. So the first result of belief is what? Confession. Let's look at confession. What will that faith that has perceived, what will it confess? It will confess what he has seen about God being the owner. Every speech of that person will center around that. Now I can give you two scriptures. You can lay hold on in your confession. Your language, your utterance, I don't care what you're going through financially must revolve, revolve around this scripture. Are you ready? That's the confession, the first one, first part. Again, you can never get tired of the scripture. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. Put it on the board for me. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. Your speech will have to revolve. And that, brethren, I tell you, especially when things are not looking good. Amen? That's when you need this. When things are looking good, you keep your eyes on the ball. Still, are you there? For you know. Did you notice that? You know. The thing is that do the people know. That's why I'm spending weeks to teach this. So that you may know. Are you following? And the word know there speaks of faith. Lord, open their eyes that they might know. That's a prayer of Paul for the Ephesian Christians. Are you following? For you know. Your faith has perceived What did their faith perceive? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can you imagine grace and money coming together? For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. What particular grace? That's not the grace of healing there. Not the grace of forgiveness of sins. It's the grace of financial and material. Specifically. It's not a dirty word. (laughs) For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, We don't need more discussion on that. We've dealt with that. Yet, listen to that, yet, for your sake, he became poor so that you, who, angels, the the, the early church, which church is that? Church of all generations. I like that. People are very localizing. Keep everything in TLC. That's your right. We begin from TLC. That you, that you, through his what? Poverty, might what? Become rich. That's a fact. And it's been accomplished. Did you notice that? Did you see the exchange? Did you see the exchange? Who was rich before? Jesus. Who was poor before? We. On the cross, do you see the exchange? What happened on the cross? The one who became what? Rich. Became what? Poor. So that the one who had been what? Poor, might become what? Rich. So you're a bunch of rich people here. Come on. You don't understand. You say, well, that's the Bible, but we mean the circumstances. The circumstance will not change until you begin to lay hold on this. You see a sick person, you say to him, by his stripes, where he That's the same thing that works there. Where was the stripe put on Jesus? On the cross. Was he sick before he went on the cross? He had the best medical history anybody ever can. But he became sick. Right. In fact, he became sickness. That you might be one. He was rejected. That you might be accepted in the beloved. The same thing applies here. Exchange. So your thought, your language must revolve a lot around this. Are you all hearing me? Are y'all hearing me? If you can quote, quote it verbatim, that's good. If you cannot quote it verbatim, speak something along these lines. You can have zero in your, in your hand or in your balance. Say yes, I don't have anything now. But this circumstance does not define me. Amen? Here's where I am. But remember, action speaks louder than words. After this, I will take you to action praise God. But that's where your believing starts. I've told you two scriptures, you can always flip around. This is 2 Corinthians 8-9, right? Let's flip it around. If we flip it around, what do we get? 2 Corinthians 9-8. Let's go to 9-8. So in that way, you can't forget. See, the Holy Spirit arranged it that way. Paul didn't arrange it that way. When Paul wrote it, there were no chapters and verses. And I don't think that the editors who worked on scripture Set out to turn, fix things. And they didn't even know what was going to be the next verse. Are you there? And God is able. I want to explain something about that God there. Is able to do what? Make how many? What? Make what? All what? Grace. Did not notice again? Grace. Listen. Abound to you. So that. Did you Did not notice that? How many times? Always. Having what? All sufficiency in everything. That's level one. Sufficiency is what? Level one. Where does God want you to get to? That you might have and what? Abundance for what? Every good deed. Your language must revolve around that, and you have to understand that. You know, one thing about that scripture, it will take selfishness away from you. Let me show you something. God is able. The person there who is able is the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you. All we are reading now, the Father made plans in eternity. Are you following? For this sense, the Son accomplished it on the cross. Here, the God, the person of the Godhead they are talking about there is the what? Holy Spirit, the administrator of the estate. Is anybody listening? The delivering man is able to make what? All grace abound to you. What grace is he talking about? financial and material resources. For what purpose? So that, number one, you will have first level. What's first level? Sufficiency. Say, sufficiency. You know what sufficiency is for? For your needs. Now, if all you do is to think about your needs only, you will stop at the level of sufficiency. Sorry. Did you get that? Did you get that? Let's look at the next level. What's the next level? Abundance. What's abundance meant for? Every good work. So if you are one of those who wants to just get and keep, abundance will be for to you. If you can't give your offerings, good, you can't tithe, you are carrying abundance away. You will be dealing with what? Sufficiency, which is bread to the eater. Abundance comes from the seed part. Does anybody follow these things? Do you believe the Bible? That's what matters. If you don't believe the Bible, this is a waste of time. See, the difference here is that I take time. I slow down. You get it first, and then we can prophesy over you. Don't let anybody fool you. God said, this year coming is going to be a year of financial abundance. It doesn't happen. abundance has been there for 2,000 years. It's waiting for you to tap into it. And we're looking at practical things. Did you see that passage of Scripture? So the abundance is given that you might do every good deed. That means taking care of the kingdom of God. Are you seeing that Scripture? See, the next scripture will tell you exactly, but we'll come back there. So, your mindset, which is where your believing starts, based on what you saw by faith, you have a new mindset. Your mindset and your utterances, your language, have to revolve around these two scriptures, or any other scripture, as part of your belief. Are you a follower? The Holy Spirit is able to take from the grace and present to you and say you take it invest it abundance the Holy Spirit has been given charge by Jesus to make sure he delivers the grace to you does anybody follow let's go that's confession let's go to action Say action. Say action. Say action. First action. The action is simple. Let me tell you. The action is about sowing. It's not mouthing it. It's not speaking it. It's what? Doing it. Amen? Action. Action. It's what it is. Remember I told you um, a story about an advertisement they used to show years ago. How some people were in their restaurant, right? And somebody was choking. Remember that story, that parable? Pastor's parable. One man was choking on a piece of meat. And the table close to him. There was an expert on hemlich maneuver. He was lecturing them on hemlich and the man was dying in need of him and the guy used his phone telling them, so all you have to do I thank God for that advertisement you know what they were advertising? investment, financial investment I don't know how they used that, that blessed me and he was telling them if you go there, all you need to do that guy, to give you go to his back, grab it do this, a piece of mystery that was a layman sitting on his own table looking at him, give that lecture, and the other guy is dying. So the layman got up, moved to the man that was dying, went to his back, grabbed him, gave him a lemon by a piece of get on his head. That hotel, I should have sued them fell out. When he fell out, the man said, Thank you. And the other man came out, looked at that professor, said, and went back to his Who will you go out to dinner with next time? The Action Man. Thank you, Sister Pucci. Is that the name Action Man? Okay, we'll call him Action Man for now. Next time you're going to dinner, don't take the one that knows everything about Emlich Maneuver. Otherwise, you will die. Am I right? That's the way life is. There are people in church, they know everything about the work of God. They will give you a lecture on how God moves, what God is going to do. And the Spirit of the Lord told me, it's going to be all right. And everything is going wrong. So you know who to go out to dinner with. A piece of meat may start somewhere. So that's what we are talking about. We are talking about what? Action. Amen. So, action is the most practical part of belief and the most practical part of the Christian life. As long as it's biblically based. Is anybody following? So, what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you principles about giving or sowing and reaping. The action is about what sowing and what reaping. Or another word for it, the agricultural word for it is sowing and reaping. The religious word for it is offering or giving. Are you all following Amen. So I'm going to give you principles. Belief acts on God's principles. So I'll give you scriptures on principles, and after that, i give you example of, examples of people who acted on those principles. And you will see the result for yourself. Are you ready on principles? Isaiah fifty-five, quickly. Isaiah fifty-five, verse eight. These are some of the scriptures we have had before. Isaiah fifty-five. We are going to see the scriptures on Isaiah fifty-five. Amen. So the action man gets ready right now because he looks at God's principles. He acts on it. Amen. In verse 8, God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Sometimes you want the financial abundance to come in a certain way. You may spend all your time saying, I wish I had this job. I wish I was in California and not in New York. And that's all people think. They think if they move from New York to Hawaii, everything all of a sudden. Not true. Wherever you go, if you miss this principle, you're going empty hand. It doesn't matter who's in office. Verse 9. Amen. Are you in verse 9? Quickly. Give me 9. Quick. Maybe I'm going to depend on you now. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. 10. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bear and sprout, and furnishing. Seed to the sower, listen to that, and bread to the eater. The rain, in the natural, you understand that is that correct? It's the rain that gives ground the ability to bring forth? If you move it in the spirit, is the Holy Spirit? Second Corinthians nine eight, God is able through the rain of the Holy Spirit to move on you with the grace of God. How does the Holy Spirit, the rain, do that? He gives what? Seed. Amen? Where's the verse that says that? Verse 10? He gives you what? Seed to the sower and bread to the eater. You know what my advice is on this? Never confuse them. Do not eat your seed. Eat your bread. Let me give you how I do it. Any money that comes in, I take the seed away from the bread. Go to your village. I don't care where it is. Belize, Aruba, Africa. Ask an average farmer. That's what he does. She separates the seed. My grandmother taught us that earlier. We came from the city, and we saw people roasting yams Every morning, thought you can get any yam. Then they the How we went, and the good looking yams were in the back. So, when they as you're coming, they will get it from you. Put it back. Say, look, this. It's the same principle. Let me say tell to you. In the Bible, there's only one way to receive the grace of financial and material abundance. It's called sowing and reaping. That's the primary way. Are you following? And give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. In some versions, it says bread for food. Did you see that? Amen. So eat your bread. That's sufficiency. Sow the seed. What do you get after that? You get more seed and more bread. You take the bread again, sow the seed. That sounds like investment. Do you know? Let me tell you something. Years ago, I got to read one of these financial planners. If I call the name, I don't want to call it. It's an unbelievable. Actually, later I found out she was a lesbian but one of the best financial planners in the country. You know that this woman, with all the financial advice, you know one of the things he said you must do is to give out 10% of your choice. It was a believer. You hear unbelievers in this country talking about giving back to the community. I hear that more from unbelievers than believers. you all following? Always divide seed and bread. Your job gives you seed and bread. If you want more bread, seed. You must take the seed, your job and your business, as a seed. Sow it. And don't delay. check The Bible for yourself. Are you all following? That's the way to receive is by sowing. Praise God. Amen. Amen. All right. Luke chapter 6. Are you Luke? Let's see that in another language. Is the same. Luke 6. Amen. Verse 38. It's a scripture you know. Verse 38. That's what it says. Amen. 38. Give. Is that what it says? Give. What's that? Give. What is it in Greek? So it. Thank God. That's what it is. In your language, what is it? Give or sow. Because when you're giving, you're sowing. Give, and what happens? And it will be given to you. They will pour into, what version is that, New American? They will pour into your lap a good measure. They, it will be given to you. Look at that. They will pour into your labs a good measure. Listen to that. Uh, uh, this is a typical Middle Eastern or African market. When they sell grain, that's what they do. They'll pour into your labs what? A good measure, and they are not satisfied. They will do what? Press it down, and then do what? Shake When they shake it, 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 it goes down. For more room, look at that. Isn't that harvest? What can describe harvest more than that? Shaking together, listen, and then they pour more until it's what running over. What's the one word for that? Abundance. For which your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. What is another expression for that last verse? No? Your standard of measure. Sowing, thank you very much. First is sowing and what? Reaping. How much measure do you want to reap? depends on the measure you sow. Remember, I told all these things I'm reading so far are biblical principles. They are not prophecies. Did you notice that? I know those of you are waiting for somebody to tell you on December 31st that you're going to make it. It's in your hand. Are you are following? Here's the principle. The King James said, Give, it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Pressed down. Did you hear the word? Pressed down shaking together and then running over will who? Man. You know the two things I'm, I was looking at? The force of the harvest so much. Give and it shall. It shall. It doesn't tell you who will. Sometimes it's not the people you're giving. Sometimes it's not the church you give giving, you get it immediately. You don't know how it's going to be, but it shall come. It shall be given unto you. It shall be given unto you. It's a command. God will command it to flow your direction. The Holy Spirit will bring it forth. <laughs> Good measure, President. Shaking together shall what? Listen to that. Men shall what? Men. Some of these men will be just commanded, and they'll be heading your direction. Oh. Shall men? He doesn't number the number of men. Pour into where your bosom. Let me tell you what it looks like. You know when you receive something in your hand, just like that. bosom is. You understand? You better have long Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Let's look at another principle. Let's see another principle. Ecclesiastes eleven, quickly. Ecclesiastes eleven, if you know where that is, cause you don't go there often. Go to go with me to Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes eleven. Don't bite your tongue. Ecclesiastes eleven, watch. Are you there, media? I'll go ahead before media. Cast your what? Bread upon the waters. Cast your what? Bread. Let's pause there. What is bread? Bread is essential and expensive commodity in that culture. Praise God. That's bread. can be translated meat or food. And In that economy, it wasn't common. But he said, cast your bread, where? Upon the water. You know what casting means? Now it's getting more forceful. Casting is not... It means, throw it. Use more energy. Throw it. In fact, throw it so far away from you, onto the water. What's the next thing that will happen? It will draw water and sink. What's the next? Amen. Did you see the sowing there? Now, you have graduated from sowing on land to sowing on water. <laughs> sowing anyhow it is. On the surface of the water. For you will find it after how many days? Who will find it for you? Nobody. You will find it after how many days? Does it tell us how many days? But it's in the bank for you. After how many, many days? Listen. Divide your portion to who? Seven. That's standard. Completion. You have given and you thought that you have really given. You say what? Or even to what? Eight. A new beginning. You have given all you expected. That's another level. Amen? Amen. Or even to eight, For you do not know what misfortune may occur in the land. Do you now see that sowing is an investment? Because a time will come when you will need it back. Did you notice that? Why do we sow? Because there is going to be a time that you will need it. Hallelujah. Amen. Next verse, quickly. Next verse. Amen. If the clouds are full, after you have given, you will have a return. If the clouds are full, they pour out what? Rains upon the earth, and whether a tree falls toward the south or toward the north, whatever the tree falls, there is what lies. Did you notice that? All right, the money you given is not lost; it's somewhere working for you, as they tell you in the in the financial world. Look at the next verse: He who watches the wind will not what sow, and he who looks at the clouds will not what reap. You know what it means to watch. The, the cloud. Is that correct? It means that you're looking at the condition, the environment, your situation, your circumstance. You're waiting for things to change before you give. He If you are waiting for that, you will not give. You won't sow. Is that correct? Okay, these are not my words. Full disclosure here, okay? I'm doing a full disclosure. This is not my words. You know, we hear these things, but we forget. We forget. Amen? Watch, watch, quickly. How does God take care of that, your worry? Just as you do not know the part of the wind. Do you know? Remember what Jesus said to Nicodemus? Or oh, how bones are formed in the womb of the pregnant woman. Do you know? Even so, you do not know the activity of God who makes all things. How God is going to bring the harvest, you do not know. Sister Maxine, did you know how God was going to after you gave that tide? Did you know? Praise God. Verse 6. Verse 6. Sow your seed when. Now, did you notice he changed language now? All that was a parable about sowing. He put in parabolic word. Now it's coming straight, direct. Sow your seed when in the morning. And do not be idle in the evening. Uh, Pastor, I thought we gave about this before now. Uh-uh. For you do not know whether the morning or the evening sowing will succeed. Or whether both of them alike will be good. Did you notice that? Keep sowing. As long as it's seed. Oh, praise the Lord. Did God give you the seed? Then use it for the purpose. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah, Proverbs 11. Now, if you don't show, let's see what will happen. Proverbs eleven twenty-four 24 to 26, quickly. You notice all these are principles. No prophecies here. No accomplished facts here. These are principles. And these are the principles and instructions of God are what the soul needs to enable you to believe. Amen? All right. Proverbs eleven twenty-four. 24. Are you there? The desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation of the wicked is wrath. There is one who scatters, and yet he increases all the more. There's one who sows seeds, and he does what? Increases how how? All the more. And there is one who withholds what is justly due, and yet it results only in want. I tell you this. If any time the economy goes bad, the people who struggle so much are those who never gave, who didn't give to God. Tight fisted people. You can give them any muscle relaxant in the world, it it wouldn't happen. Watch. There was a church in Canada, I read this somewhere years ago. A church in Canada during the Great Depression. You know, in the Great Depression in North America, years ago, in the 20s, I believe. The economy was so bad; people didn't have bread. People would go from house to house begging the boss for bread. One church in Canada kept a record of all those who tithe and all those who gave. When the economy went bad, people were now running to churches. The pastor, when people come, he used to bring out his role, the list, and check. The people who gave their tithes and offering never came for because. They were supplied. So, but for the grace of God, he helped the other people. But you have to pray for a pastor like that? I'm telling you the truth. Okay, move on. The generous man will be what? No, you didn't see that. The generous man will be what? Prosperous. Who will be prosperous? Who is the generous man? And gives, and gives, and gives. That's generosity. You didn't like this principle, so don't worry. Next time, I'll find better principles. And he who waters will himself be watered by God. Let me tell you, let me water ahead. Paul took these scriptures and put them in Second Corinthians, where we have been reading. Because he believed the same principle. You want me to stand here and start the techniques other pastors do, I will not do it. I won't. I'll teach you this. It's up to you. But when John go mature, no, no, go, no. He who will toss grain, the people will curse him. But blessing will be on the head of him who sells it. Proverbs 3, since we're in Proverbs. Proverbs 3, verse... Quickly. Proverbs 3, verse 27 to 28. Quickly, since we are in Proverbs. Are you in there? Amen. We're talking about actions now, amen. Praise the Lord. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. God is one of those people. Do you believe that? That's a principle. Did you hear that? <laughs> amen. When it is in your power to do it, look at the next verse. Do not say to your neighbor, including God, "Go and come back, and tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you." you want to tell me that's Old Testament? All those Old Testament uh, debaters. Yes. Do, uh, listen, um, are you are you getting this word? Go and try these things. It works all the time. Amen. Pastor, What about sometimes there are times you don't just feel like sowing, this sowing business, just don't feel like everything around you, blah, 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 blah. The fig tree will not blossom. Habakkuk. But let's see what David said. Let's see what David said. Psalms 126. Psalms 126. Psalms 126 quickly, and then we go back to 2 Corinthians. Are you in Psalms 126? 27. No, sorry. Verse 6. Verse 6. Verse 6. He who goes to and fro weeping, carrying his bag of seed, shall indeed come again with a shout of joy, bringing in his sheaves with him. There are times it's going to be painful to sow. So you go ahead and say anyhow, because the harvest will come with joy. Twenty-seven, oh, verse seven. Sorry, verse seven. Quickly, no seven. That's it. Okay, Second Corinthians nine. Quickly, Second Corinthians nine. Amen. Are you there? Second Corinthians nine. Verse six. Amen. Is commending the Corinthians for giving. Now this I say to you, he who sows how, sparingly, will also reap how. Who determines the measure you reap? Thank you. Oh, look at your neighbor and say, God loves this guy. I don't know why God loves him. Amen? And he who sows bountifully will also reap how. It's a principle, it's a divine principle, it doesn't change. Each one must just do as just he has proposed in his heart. Not grudgingly or under compulsion. Why? For God loves a cheerful giver. If you understand these principles, nobody is going to force you. Go to the next verse. Amen? Amen. And God is able. Now, you see when God is able. Did you now see it? When you understand this principle and act on them, then God is able. Did you notice that? to make all grace abound to you so that you, the sower, having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for a good good day because you have already begun to sow. That scripture doesn't to everyone. You don't tighten up your pocket and say, God, God is able to make all grace abound towards me. Are you following? Listen, as it is written, he's quoting scripture now. Remember, we read that scripture somewhere. Whenever you hear Paul say, as it is written, he's quoting an Old Testament scripture. As a principle, he's standing on. Watch. As it is written, he scatters abroad. He gave to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Just stand quickly. Now, he who supplies what? See to the sower, he's quoting Isaiah. Did you understand? He quoted the Psalms. He's now going to Isaiah. And bread for food will supply. Look at that. Will what? Supply. That's how I know he's the minister of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit supplies. Christ Jesus manufactured. The cross is a manufacturing plant. The Holy Spirit deals with the warehouse. Will supply what? Did you notice the word? Supply. You don't supply what doesn't exist. He's taking from the stock that Jesus had manufactured. Come on. And he's supplying. And does he only supply? What else does he do? He multiplies. Your what? What does he multiply? Your seed. For what? Sowing. Who gets more seed to sow? The one who has been sowing well. Wow. And increase the what? The harvest of your what? Righteousness. Listen to this. You'll be enriched. You know what that word means? You'll begin to experience wealth. In how many things? Or everything or all things. Why? For your generosity, for your liberality which through us is producing thanksgiving to God. You know how that affects God? When you bless that church, when you bless that individual, the poor, he goes back and nails down, and he says, God, I thank you. You have met somebody to go to God. How can you go without seed? Did you see that? It may be a child doesn't have money to go to school for. No school fees. The mother is thinking, and you stop by and say, Take this. They will thank you right there. But so you wait and see Thanksgiving. They will shut their door and call God. Did you hear me? And uh, you think that God will forget you? Forget it. Listen, your liberality, which through us, is producing what? Thanksgiving to God. Can you make somebody to go and give God thanks? Your seed is a tremendous weapon. I'm out of tape, but I feel like I keep going. I'm out of tape. Two things I'll share with you and we go. There are men and women in the Bible who prove this. Abraham proved it. He sowed the one seed that he had. God told him through this seed you will have innumerable children. And let God say, sow that seed. Isaac, did you hear me? Go and kill the seed. How would the fruit you promised me to come? He didn't know that God is asking that to multiply. Say, so in blessing, I bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply your seed. Watch that scripture there. It will supply and multiply your seed. So did you notice that? You know that you're a product of that multiplication of Isaac. And you are multiplying too. Isaac himself sowed in the land. We saw that, right? And the Bible says he sowed in the land, became rich, became richer. And he said, and the man became very wealthy. Isaac. How about Jesus? Unless a corn of wheat, come on, falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. Do you understand what he did? God used to have only one son, known as Jesus. You know how he got innumerable children? He took the one son and put to them. And he had the harvest of you and I. Do you understand? Let me tell you, this stuff works for God. How much more you? You ask God, God, how are you making it? It's a Sorry. Does anybody get it? Does anybody get it? Okay, so all that expectation you're having of me to come and drive you out to give? How about put it into other things? You can pray all you want. Go and ask Cornelius. He prayed and prayed. He gave too. When the angels came, he said, God has heard your prayer and has also seen your giving. Is that right? The woman, the widow, Elijah ran into. Him. I said, "Go and give me. That's all you want." Say, "And some bread." I said, "Well, beg that one bring to me. What is that showing? Does she have another?" Guess what? Happened? You know that that woman was not only able to feed herself and her son, all the family. Run away from her. Came back hungry. Go and read that scripture. How about the one whose husband died? The husband was a prophet. Elijah said, Go and take that little oil. Go and borrow vessels. Pour into those vessels. Don't you see so in there? You know, that woman got enough to pay when she came for a report. Some people today will not come back. Elijah said to her, Pay your debt. Is that correct? Leave off And had an oil, oil business. And more, and more. Next week, hear me before I will close I begin to show you what investment portfolios are. So, next week, next Sunday, I begin to show you opportunities for showing. I begin to show you opportunities for believing. it's called arms it's called honor giving general offering, babies and special offerings tithe tithing, those things now exist to show you where you to see they give you opportunities to believe, practically. Are you hearing me? It includes your job. You know you have to sew back into your job and your business. Get good clothes. Amen? Cover yourself for work so you can be able to go in the next time. Do you understand? Put something back to your job and business. Because you need it and God needs it. Praise the Lord. Shall we rise? Come on, if God has blessed you, if you have received blessing this morning, just lift your hands up and begin to bless God, begin to thank God.